Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the weekly astrological energies from July 5th until July 12th, as we will see a very active Mercury in Cancer before entering Leo on July 10th. We also have Mars moving in to Virgo on July 10th as well, plus a slower moving Venus in Leo and Chiron in Aries as both prepare to station retrograde later this month. So we will discuss these energies that are coming up. And as always, thank you so much for being here and for joining me. Welcome back to those of you who are regular listeners and welcome to those of you who are perhaps listening for the first time. This is a podcast I've been doing for over 11 years that discusses the weekly astrologies of our times. And we look at it through the lens of Western tropical astrology, and more specifically, the intuitive, spiritual, and energetic experiences that we may be feeling through these cosmic interactions, these cosmic energies. I have been studying and practicing astrology for over 30 years, and it is an absolute joy to share this information and these insights with you, because as always, I hope that it offers you something validating or beneficial for what you're moving through at this time. Now, we are continuing on through the sun in cancer energies, and yet the sun is quiet this week, meaning the sun in cancer is not making any aspects to any other planets at this time which could be a welcomed break. It could feel like you have some time to catch up with yourself, catch up with things in front of you. We just had the Capricorn full moon on July 13th that perhaps showed you some priorities, some things you want to get done and move forward. What matters to you at this halfway point of the calendar year? And so the sun is going to be doing its thing, basically, which is shining brightly, highlighting your life force, really shining a light on the cancer themes as well. And then we'll have a square to Chiron in Aries at 19 degrees on July 12th. So depending when you're listening to this, the energies of the sun in cancer are quieter, are perhaps even calmer and more internal, offering you a chance to check in with your own internal energies. What is coming up for you? What are you feeling or processing? What is in front of you that is maybe activating something for you to understand in yourself, to understand in who you are now? And that is a gift of the sun in cancer because it is internally focused. It is about what's happening within you on a very private, personal level. And it could bring you into contact with some things in yourself that perhaps you're realizing or seeing for the first time. I feel this is something that occurs when the sun travels unaspected, when the sun is not interacting with other planets and other things that would influence its energy. The sun can be very strong on its own and again, tune us into more of what we're ready to connect with in ourselves. Now, we also had last week the sun and Mercury conjunct in Cancer and then 
Mercury moves on. Mercury the messenger is the fastest moving planet in our solar system and it's always traveling within a certain realm of the sun, meaning Mercury is a bit like on a leash where it will extend out past the sun and then retract back in. And this occurs during the Mercury retrogrades that we have three or four times a year. So we have the energy of Mercury ahead of the sun now after that conjunction with the sun on July 1st. And now Mercury has been refueled, re-energized. It has a new sense of what it is looking for, where it is interested. Mercury is the mind, our communication. It's what we perceive, the information we take in, that we think about, we ponder, we consider. Now Mercury in Cancer is more reflective and internal. It's quieter. It's where you could even feel that you're spinning in some thoughts or you're circulating in some things. Mercury in Cancer is a water sign and it has an inconsistency to it where it doesn't always speak up for itself. It will hold things inside. Mercury in Cancer is tuning into what am I really sensing here and what am I feeling? What's going on that maybe I'm even having trouble putting words to? And this is an interesting internal experience because there can be a lot that comes up with Mercury in Cancer. It's almost like it can awaken so many other thoughts and feelings and things that have resided within you that maybe feel a bit dormant. But over this next week, Mercury in Cancer is interacting with all three outer planets plus Chiron and Aries. I'm going to go through each one here because this means that Mercury in Cancer is going to be expanding outside of its subjective feelings, where if you've been sitting in something, contemplating it, figuring out what do I say, what do I do, how do I put words to this, as Mercury in Cancer interacts with Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, there are going to be opportunities of expansion, of getting outside of only what you're feeling and thinking and being able to develop and grow that energy. So let's say there's something you've been sitting with that's been weighing on your mind and you've been trying to figure out, how do I move through this? What do I say? What's the plan? Well, Mercury is first going to make a square to Chiron and Aries at 19 degrees on July 5th. And the square to Chiron in Aries can feel like a vulnerability. It's where you could feel extra sensitive because both Mercury in Cancer and Chiron in Aries are sensitive energies, almost like they're on alert for danger. How do I protect myself? How do I take care of myself? There can be a sense too that you don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to blurt out the wrong words or the wrong message. And so this could be an energy where you don't feel confident to say anything. Because the square to Chiron in Aries is going to have an insecurity around personal expression. So it could be a time when you decide to bite your tongue, 
to not write the email, to not express yourself, to hold back something. Again, this is happening on July 5th, but because Mercury is moving so fast, Mercury then busts through this square to Chiron, and on July 6th, sextiles Uranus in Taurus at 21 degrees, and that is an understanding of what is reliable, what you can say, what you do want to take forward. The sextile to Uranus and Taurus, Taurus being an earth sign, Uranus being sudden breakthroughs, sudden understandings. It's almost like if you couldn't figure out what to say, or if you're looking for a solution, if there's something, again, it's been stuck in your head and you're wanting it to move through, this connection to Uranus can bring up something simple and clear. Like this aha moment on July 6th. Aha, I know what to do with this. Okay, this is the way to proceed. This is something to count on or this would be a direction to go in terms of anything that's bottled up. And I'm feeling that energy right now with not only the sun in Cancer, but Mercury in Cancer is that things could feel bottled up. Like you have a lot going on inside. There's a lot that you're feeling. There's a lot that is happening. And maybe you're just looking to step away from it even. This Mercury in Cancer is learning how to be responsible and mature with what you need to say without putting it on anybody else. Because sometimes that Mercury in Cancer can be defensive, can be projecting its thoughts or its feelings, can be passive aggressive. So it's interesting communication energy, but as Mercury makes contact with the outer planets, things come out. It's almost like they get smoother, they get streamlined, they don't feel as bottled up. So after Mercury sextiles Uranus on July 6th, then Mercury will make a trine to Neptune and Pisces on July 9th, and this occurs at 27 degrees. This is where Mercury is going to feel a deeper connection to your intuitive wisdom, to trusting what is right for you to express. This can also help you see the bigger picture in terms of this is a better use of my energy, or this is what is necessary. I'm feeling like this Mercury in Cancer has been processing a lot, and it could feel so personal. It could almost feel like you're in a bubble or a cocoon, and that there's just been a lot happening inside of you. And now we have the trine to Neptune and Pisces, which opens up the energy and gives you a sense of this is where I want to go with it. This is where I want to take it. This feels good. It's a rising of your feelings. It's also the confirmation that comes when you're on the right track, when you just feel like, yes, this is what to do with it. Okay, now I see where this goes or what I can make of it. So again, that's July 9th. This is where you could have intuitive downloads and some understandings of what to do with whatever that Mercury in Cancer is bringing up for you. Then on July 10th, Mercury will oppose Pluto retrograde in Capricorn at 29 degrees. And this is interesting because of how this is a contentious energy where Mercury in Cancer being that soft, loving, kind energy has an opposition to very tough Pluto in Capricorn retrograde at 29 degrees. And this could be a no. 
Or this could be a sense of that's not going to work or that's not the answer. That's not the plan. That isn't what perhaps you were wanting to hear in terms of feedback. So this would be a good day. Again, that's going to be late July 9th, early July 10th. Mercury has this opposition to Capricorn when there could feel like something is opposing what you want or what you're counting on or what you're planning on, but the energy moves through quickly. It doesn't feel like a big long-term stop. It feels like there's something that Pluto dismantles, takes away, says, nope, we're not doing this. And actually, one of the things that Pluto and Capricorn has been wanting us to really tune into is more of our own strength of digging into, okay, it's okay to go it alone and to get stronger and to do things on your own terms, to trust your authority, to really understand what it means to walk in the world in that way. But sometimes that Pluto and Capricorn energy can be very tough to the point where it's no longer compassionate or empathetic. It isn't tuning in to the everyday human experience. So here comes this Mercury and Cancer that is wanting to be empathetic and kind and also reminding Pluto that there is value in our feelings. There is value in what we're sensing, even though it's very subjective, even though it's only within you. There's something here that I feel this Mercury opposing Pluto is about don't bully yourself. Like don't be your own worst critic. Um, Don't even talk down to yourself or think that It's almost like don't give up on something if you really want it just because there's some kind of perceived setback or no that that very sensitive cancer energy takes in and receives. Again, the energy moves on and then Mercury enters Leo on July 10th and this transition from cancer into Leo is where there's a strengthening of personal will. And so there could be something that you feel like you've been sitting with, again, maybe cocooning in. And here we have Mercury moving in to Leo July 10th, and there's a new declaration. There's something that you want, and now you've gained strength around it. There's a sense of, I want this and I'm going to go for it or I'm going to do it or I'm going to say it. I'm going to express it. I'm no longer going to bite my tongue or hold back. I've processed through my feelings about whatever this might be. And this is important to note because there is beauty in every phase. There's beauty in each expression or everything that we go through that moves us forward. So this Mercury is moving forward into Leo. There's a sense of this is what I want. I'm going to get it. I want it. I'm going to go for it. And there is now a sense that, okay, it just wasn't time previously. And when we sync up with the astrological energies in this way, it makes us wiser, wiser in how to work with these energies and how to embrace them, as well as helping us detach from anything that we're taking on that isn't personal. It's not personal. But in the cancer energies, especially when we have both the sun and Mercury in cancer, things can just feel more personal. It's almost like that cancer energy desires connection. 
desires to be understood, wants to know, you know, what's really going on internally and within. It's a beautiful friend. It's a great therapist. It's the person you turn to that you can trust with what you're really experiencing. And so there can also be this unconscious heightened sensitivity that brings up even more that we're taking in and feeling. And then as the planets move into Leo, there is a sense here of newfound confidence, a new plan, a declaration of this is what is true for me. And that's because Leo is a fixed fire sign. I think of it as a bonfire. It is all about burning up those limitations and allowing a new sense of desire to guide you. So there will be an energetic strengthening of energy on July 10th. And that's because not only does Mercury enter Leo and develop a stronger, even more forceful throat chakra. I mean, this is where there can be some outbursts, where things come through, where you're, you've had enough. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, if you've had enough of something or you're done sitting in silence, Mercury and Cancer can sit in silence. And then it comes to life with more expression in Leo. So July 10th, Mercury enters Leo the same day that Mars enters Virgo. Now, Mars has been in Leo, where Mars is strong, since May 21st. And now Mars moving into Virgo is another astrological sign that Mars is strong in because Virgo is the athlete, the yoga teacher, the devotee. Virgo is where we then come into contact with what we need to remain responsible for and take care of, where we have our daily practices. Virgo is very much about what it means to take care of oneself, mind and body. What is healthy living? What is the regular exercise regime? What are your eating habits? What is your lifestyle? Mars in Virgo brings all of that front and center and asks us to look at it. This is where we assess, is this working? Is this working for me? Do I need to make some changes in my everyday lifestyle? Are there things I'm ready to try that are new and different? Is there something here that I'm understanding is better for me? Virgo is about making improvements, being more efficient, being able to understand what is worth your time and energy and what is not. And Mars is the physical body. It's your sense of energy on a daily basis, uh, the energy you have to take care of everything in your world. It's also about how you physically assert yourself, how you go for it, how you stand up for yourself. Mars is connected with our personal divine masculine energies. And so Mars entering Virgo takes on a very practical, realistic approach to what is happening in your life and whether you still want it or not. Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac, and it's also about where we maintain what we started in Aries season. So Aries season is the initiation, and as we progress through the zodiac, energies grow, develop, become more self-aware, and by the time they get to Virgo, there's a sense of, okay, is this working? Is this still something that I want to have in my life? Is this still 
worthy of my energy. So Mars entering Virgo is where we can look for self-improvements, also things that our body consciousness is saying to us. How is your body communicating things to you based on is it good or is it bad? Is it working? Is it not working? You know, Virgo is also about the digestive tract, and it's where we can discover the foods that aren't being received well by our body, whether those are allergies or things that we can no longer consume and digest. And not only is it about the food that we digest, but it's the energies, the energies we digest and experience in Virgo. So I feel like there's a refinement here. There's a refinement and Virgo loves that. Virgo's like, let's get rid of everything that is excessive, that isn't working, that's taking up time, money, space. So there could be things here that you're evaluating and understanding. You know, I really don't need this anymore. Or maybe this yin yoga class isn't cutting it for me anymore. I need to switch it up and do hot yoga or do a different form of yoga. So in Virgo, be flexible with what you want to test, what you want to try, what you think might be a better use of what you need. And again, I'm relating this mostly to the areas that Mars rules, which is your body consciousness and the messages that your body has given you. You could finally hear something. You could connect some dots and be like, oh, wow, Every time I eat dairy, this happens. Or every time I do this exercise, this occurs. So you could make some very interesting connections here around what is happening and the results you're getting, what your body or what your physical self is showing you about those actions. Mars entering Virgo also brings a steadiness, a calm, and a focus to the week. And that's what I'm feeling with these energies is that you could feel like you're enjoying some downtime or you need some downtime. Maybe there's a sense of catching up with things in front of you, also needing to step back, taking some things off your plate, understanding more of what is important and what's not. So there's something about this particular phase we're moving through that is meant to return you to yourself. It's meant to be a time to check in on how you are feeling, how you're experiencing this year, how things are unfolding for you. I feel like there could even be a sense of turning inward to listen to more of what you need and where you want to go that matters, where you want to direct your energy, because there's something that we are evolving through that I feel it as a simplification energy, like what can be simplified in your life, in your world, in your energy? What can be not only refined, but also you're tapping into something from a place of wisdom where you could understand, okay, my soul has been bringing me in some repetitive messages here. And often those messages are quiet because when the soul brings in messages, they are soft offerings at first. Typically, typically, unless it's an emergency or something like 911, right? It's something that you have to see in the moment right away. Otherwise, these soul messages can be very soft and gentle because they aren't going to infringe on your 
free will. They are more of these insights for you to consider. And I feel like this is a week to really look at what is my soul bringing in for me to see or to understand. And I'm feeling this in a very loving, self-affirming manner where your soul is perhaps even validating you. Look at how you've done this well. Look at how you've handled things that have been difficult or pushing you to the limits. Look at how you have moved through some dynamics and energies that maybe have been difficult, uncomfortable, and tricky. So there's energies here that want you to soften to yourself, to be compassionate and kind to yourself, to yourself on your journey, where sometimes we can forget to do that. We can forget to self-nourish or to be our own support system. And that is something too to check in on is how are you really owning your energy in a very loving, kind manner where you are understanding that, yes, you're human. Yes, there's things that you are healing or you're moving through. There's challenges, there's triggers, there's all these things that come up on the playground of life. But how are you returning home to yourself? And I'm feeling this as returning home to the heart. And I'm seeing a very beautiful, full, healthy, pulsing heart. And now I'm seeing that as a download, almost like if you need to invigorate your heart chakra, if you need to really activate more of that self-care, self-acceptance, self-love energy, this would be a beautiful time to do so, where you're allowing yourself to be poured into, to be filled up. Because if your cup has been minimally filled, like I'm seeing very little water at the bottom of a glass, this would be a time to pour into yourself, to refill your container and to refuel it as well in a way that is self-validating and also from a place of receiving your soul's frequency, receiving the downloads from your soul's wisdom and brilliance that reminds you how you are timeless and endless, how your energy is designed to continue to exist in all forms, in all expressions. And when you live from that perspective, it can also help you detach from anything that maybe is heavy or draining or has been really intense because the soul energy comes through, refuels, is able to support you in exactly what you need and then gives you more of that strength to continue on. So I'm feeling like this is a refueling station. Like this is a time to look at what you need to energetically receive And again, I'm feeling it in the heart and it looks like this big, beautiful heart that has a very open door that is very trusting of life, trusting of changes and shifts and growth. I feel this as a blooming heart, like a heart that's been so beautifully adored, respected, loved, cherished, all these things that can be wonderful for our own earthly experiences. And so even if you're not feeling this, right, if I'm describing all this and you're like, Molly, nope, that's not how I'm feeling. What you can do is connect your consciousness to that feeling. 
you can connect your consciousness to that energetic frequency, to that vibrational state, and that alone can help you with these energetics, can help to, again, blossom that heart chakra, expand it, have it feel adored. I'm feeling too like this is definitely more of an energetic, spiritual energy than a human earthly one, meaning it's not so much about other people. It's not about people in your life, in your world, and needing them to do anything to fuel you up. Rather, it's how you're able to self-nourish, to receive these downloads, to feel this energy on your own terms as a demonstration of your connection to your soul and your innate power, your innate light. So it's like these downloads can come in whenever you want them to, whenever you need them, whenever you request them. But of course, we go about our lives and we have things to do and we have errands to run and summer camp and groceries and everything in front of us. But if you were to take a pause and tune in to what you need to receive, I feel like this is a beautiful time to get refueled and to feel that energy lifting you up. Now we have Venus in Leo moving slowly right now as she will be stationing retrograde at 28 degrees of Leo on July 22nd. That happens at 9.32 p.m. So the retrograde could begin for you on July 23rd. And so Venus is moving slowly and this is a beautiful time to check in, to really look at the Venus and Leo areas of your chart and what is coming up for you to powerfully reprogram, to really honor what you need that feels loving, supportive, creative, that gives you a sense of this is who I am in the world and this is how I want to show up because this is how it feels for me to shine my light. This is where I'm validating my sense of self and also wanting to strengthen this love vibration. And that's what I'm feeling too about this upcoming Venus retrograde in Leo, which I will be talking about even more. But there's something here where we are being gifted opportunities of reflection. And Venus is about our self-worth, our self-love, how we then understand those energies internally and create from them, especially in Leo, which is a very creative energy. So Venus going retrograde in Leo, I feel like there is going to be a strength to it. And some Venus retrogrades can be tougher than others, no doubt. The last one we had was Venus retrograde in Capricorn, and she had a bunch of interactions with Pluto that were brutal and intense. This one isn't like that. This is a returning to your heart space, returning to what you need, understanding to your love language. And is it still accurate? Is it still true? Is that still something that feels loving to you? Venus is also how we establish our own standards in life, 
It's our self-worth. It's what we accept as this is okay in my world and that is not okay in my world. And when Venus is retrograde, we reassess things. We look back and say, you know, that's really not enough. That's not kind. That's not cool. That's not respectful. That's no good. And we understand there are certain things we no longer want in our lives. We also then have the power to pull in more of what is healthy, what is true for you, what is satisfying, and what is affirming. So I feel like this Venus retrograde is strengthening us, strengthening the heart. I also feel like there's something here that maybe you're going to tune into that you didn't see before. Venus retrogrades are when we slow down, we recover our tracks, we review, we look back on how the Venus energy has shown up for us. And so this is definitely relationships, especially in Leo, which are love relationships. Leo is where we desire something. We're attracted to it, but it's primal attraction. It isn't something that we feel we have control over. It's like you're just attracted to this person, this bracelet, this beautiful thing over here. You're like, I just love that. So there's an element here of tuning into our primal attraction levels, looking at what we have outgrown, what is no longer desirable, what no longer resonates, and then refocusing on, but this is what I do want. This is what I need. This is what feels loving to me. This is what is on the same frequency as as my heart. And that's really how I'm feeling this Venus and Leo. There's a lot of heart energy here. And there could be things too that you re-examine or you look back on and you realize I wasn't in my heart space around that or I wasn't in the strength of my self-worth and my self-value. So the Venus retrograde gives us an opportunity to tune into our needs and to become more conscious of them. And so as she is moving slowly right now, there could be things coming up for you that are going to be part of the Venus retrograde experience. So again, Venus retrograde begins July 22nd and it lasts until September 4th as Venus will travel between 12 and 28 degrees of Leo in your chart. And so you can identify where you have 12 to 28 degrees of Leo and look at what house that's in because it's the house placement where the energy is being reviewed and where there are things that, again, you could have overlooked and not seen. And so there's opportunities for new growth as well once Venus stations direct. So we'll be talking more about this as we move into the weeks ahead. Um, And it's funny because when Venus is retrograde in the same sign, there's a lot more to dig into as well. So we'll see what comes up here as we journey through this Venus retrograde in Leo energy signature. And the other thing I wanted to highlight for this week that's also important is how now the nodes of fate are at zero degrees of Taurus and zero degrees of Scorpio. So the north node has reached zero degrees of Taurus. The south node has reached zero degrees of Scorpio. And this is always a reset point. Now the nodes are connected to the moon and they are points in the sky and they always move 
in reverse. Their overall motion is retrograde. So the nodes start at 29 degrees of a sign and then move backwards in reverse back to zero degrees. So for the past 18 months, we have had the North Node in Taurus from 29 now to zero degrees. And zero degrees is a point of pure potential. It is the zero point that is also a reset. So in the Taurus areas of your chart, there have been things that perhaps have been elevated, that have grown, that have been developed or built since the North Node entered Taurus. Now at zero degrees, this week into next week, there's something for you to solidify. There's something for you to claim, and I'm seeing it as like putting it into the earth. And this could be a very simple visualization too, where you call in the energy beginning at your crown chakra, moving it through your chakras, and then seeing it go down your legs and feet and into the earth. And there's something you are declaring or claiming about Taurus energies that basically set the energy, set the tone going forward. And this could be something that you've realized about the Taurus areas of your chart. Taurus is a fixed earth sign that is about stability, security, how we are able to build a life of value based on what you value, what you want, what's meaningful for you in this life. It's also a very creative energy that wants to create into tangible forms, into physical forms. There could be something here you've been working through around money, finances, your net worth, your self-worth, things about your energy that you're realizing were not true for you, but now there's something, there's something that you're declaring, this is what I claim as my self-worth, as my self-love. And so these are the energetics of Taurus that then spread out and create our physical world. So for example, there could be some things you've reassessed around your income, what you spend money on, what you invest in. Taurus is the money we make. It's the money that we receive. Think of it as your paycheck, your salary, your side hustle. It's the money you bring in. And then how do you spend it? And how do you create a life that demonstrates what you love, what is important to you? Maybe there's things you've come to understand about yourself as well that you're ready to declare, this is what I'm going to do going forward. This is what matters to me. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to give it away to anyone else. So there can be a new stability here as the North Node is at zero degrees of Taurus before moving in to Aries around July 17th. Now, this also means the South Node is at zero degrees of Scorpio. And this has been a point that's been energized by eclipses and other astrological cycles. And so here we have the South Node in Scorpio really wanting you to gain clarity on your true power 
that is not about anyone else's energy. Scorpio is where we merge, we share, we share intimately and vulnerably. It's where we open up about our fears, our desires, our needs, what is going on within us psychologically and emotionally. The beautiful gift of Scorpio is that it can enhance intimacy and really getting to know someone and to know yourself, but it can also reveal what you've taken on or absorbed that's not your own, what you have unconsciously been doing or feeling, even unconscious programming around false power a false sense of control, or even feeling like this is what I have to do to be loved. So it can be our false love messages. It can be what we thought we had to give up, including where we thought we had to give up part of our power in order to connect with somebody or to be seen or to be loved. And I'm thinking of this even in terms of an authority figure or a parent or someone who has more power than you or you saw as more powerful and how you thought you had to be a certain way in order to really tap into being accepted and being loved. The Scorpio journey is internal and intense. It's also designed to bring you into more of your intuition and to trusting yourself more. So as we have the south node at zero degrees of Scorpio, this is where you powerfully claim that you're going to trust yourself more and you're going to be more aware of boundaries of any influence or infiltration that comes in from others. You're also declaring what it means to be authentically you in all aspects of yourself, even the parts of ourselves that we think we have to hide or diminish or keep secretive. Scorpio is where we can feel guilt or shame about some of our desires or parts of ourselves or things we've been through. But hopefully there have been things you've realized and you've cleared out as the South Node has moved through Scorpio because the South Node is about release, completion, what no longer fits, what no longer serves. And it also can show you a graduation level where, okay, I've graduated from this cycle. I've come to understand this healing. I've also come to understand certain soul contracts I've had with others around power dynamics. This can also bring up finances. See, both Taurus and Scorpio are energies of the financial axis in astrology. Finances that come in and finances that go out. And so there could have been a shift in your own financial management in understanding more about that in yourself, in your life, and also making some choices that are best for you based on how you want to live and what you need. So we are at another zero point for 2023, as both the nodes of fate are at zero degrees. And this is one of the big themes of this year, these zero degree points. Zero degrees of pure potential, new choices, fresh energy, understanding what you've cleared out, what you've purged, what are you going to choose next? What calls to you? What resonates? What inspires you? What gets you excited, gets you motivated to move forward in your life? Tap into that. Tap into that joy. Tap into that place of pure potential. And that is part of the transition from the Taurus 
into Aries energies. And that's where the North Node is going. It's taking your understanding of Taurus values into the Aries energies of new starts. Now I'm going to do something new with this. Now I'm going to try this in a different way. Now I'm going to have a new beginning because I understand more of who I am and what I want. So we will be talking about this nodal change next week as well. But I just wanted to highlight that this would be a good time as well to look at what you're ready to clean up and clear out where there's things maybe in your energy or in your space that you're just realizing I'm not resonating with this. I don't want this. It's not good for me. It's not good for my heart. Um, There's something about this week where I'm feeling a lot of heart energy. So tune into that for your yourself, whatever those messages might be, whatever is speaking to your heart, whatever is opening and expanding your heart, whatever you're receiving as well that feels beautiful, loving, and uplifting. Oh, also keep in mind that Mars entering Virgo on July 10th is going to trine the North Node in Taurus at zero degrees. And so there's an energetic forward movement here. There's a sense of, yes, I'm clear on this. Yes, I want this. Yes, I'm going to go for this. So that energy will be strong July 10th, 11th, and 12th. And before I sign off, some of you have been asking more about your progressed chart. Now, the progressed chart is another timeline of your energy in this lifetime. And it shows the milestone energies you're moving through. It shows your soul growth, your progression, the significant years in your life, the bigger things that are happening. And so you've asked about your progressed moon. And this is important to understand because the progressed moon signifies how you are emotionally growing, maturing, and developing in this life, as well as how your needs are shifting and evolving. The progressed moon stays in one astrological sign for 30 months because it travels one degree a month. And so that means your progressed moon is really in a deep dive through a particular astrological sign for 30 months. Then it moves on to the next astrological sign. And the full process here of your progressed moon takes about 27 years-ish to move through all 12 astrological signs. And so I teach this in the class that's called How to Read Your Progressed Chart. I take you step by step through this part of your energy, what it means, what it looks like, a heads up on the big years, also looking back on hindsight at other significant years that you've had. But it's that progressed moon that can be really eye-opening, that can showcase more of what you want now, what you need now. Also highlight how you have grown and how that is coming through in your personal expression as well as in your internal world. And so the progressed moon is really cool to be aware of and to study. It's also advantageous to understand your progressed sun. And so a lot of people ask about the progressed moon, but it's also your progressed sun that is a huge showcase of energy. It just highlights more of your own personal development as well. So yes, these are important astrological energies to be aware of. This is a little bit more advanced astrology understandings. This is 
where we're going into some things that take you deeper into astrology, but it also is where we connect a lot of dots and we say, oh my gosh, that's why that year was so pivotal for me, or that's why a certain phase in my life was so powerful or so strong. So the progress chart is really fascinating. It's another layer, again, of your own energy, and it highlights more of the bigger events of your life. So because so many of you have asked, I just wanted to touch on that. And yes, you can still buy the course. It's still on sale. It's 50% off. And I hope that it helps you in understanding more of your journey, more of what this life focus is about for you. So check that out. You can find it on my website at mollymacore.online, or you can find it below this podcast as well. And I show you more about what you need to know as well as a tutorial video that gets you set up properly so you understand what you're doing before you sign up for the course. So as always, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a joy to connect with you through these weekly astrological energies. Be sure and check out my YouTube channel where you can find more astrology videos and teachings in the playlists, all kinds of topics, including 2023 astrology, learning more about your chart, the transiting energies, the houses, all of that and more. And I wanted to make sure that you had a free database of offerings there to reference. So thank you, YouTube, for providing that. I'll be back next Monday and Wednesday for a new podcast episode, and we will continue on through these energies of 2023. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. As always, thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you back here soon.